Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Hour number three. On a Tito's Taco Tuesday here in the Bank Plus studio, live on the Out of Bounds show, streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. Is it college football season yet? Do you feel the energy? Do you feel the electricity? I feel it. I feel it. I'm ready. I'm ready to see MSU, Ole Miss, LSU, Bama, A&M, Arkansas, Auburn. I'm ready for Texas and Oklahoma to be in the league. Come on. Let me get a little down horns, baby. Hook them. I love it. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You can join the show on the Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor text line. We're going to give away another set. This is the last time. This is it. This is all you got. I'm giving away three sets of Embraves tickets, right? Three sets of two. Embraves tickets. They're here tonight through Sunday. So you get to pick your night. All you got to do is text me, 601-885-3776, 885-3776. Let me know you want some Embraves tickets. We've given away some already today. First two hours, we've given them away. We're giving them away right now. This is the last chance. A pair of Embraves tickets. We're giving away three pairs. All you got to do is text me, 601-885-3776. Speaking of baseball, how about Tanner Hall? How about Tanner Hall, Southern Miss Ace, gets the Sun Belt Conference Pitcher of the Year award? Uh, he was incredible. 11 wins, a 2.45 ERA, and pitched 88 innings. Uh, he, he was remarkable. Tanner Hall would have been a uh, a valuable add to MSU or Ole Miss in the offseason. Instead, he stays home in Hattiesburg, and now he has his program on the cusp. On the cusp of playing for Omaha. That's right. They're going to play in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, and then they'll be headed to, to regional play. Whether they host or not, I don't know. Still up for debate. You never know how that shakes out. Believe me. That is a constant debate in college baseball as to who's going to host and who isn't. But shout out to Tanner Hall, the Golden Eagles, uh, SBC, Sunbelt Conference Pitcher of the Year. First season in the Sunbelt for Southern Miss. And Tanner Hall takes the uh, 
Pitcher of the Year Award. Congrats to Scott Barry and his club and Tanner Hall for uh, leading the way as the ace. And the right-hander is going to have an opportunity to play at the next level, and that'll be exciting to see. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Speaking of baseball, William Carey. That's right. William Carey playing in the NAIA World Series on Friday. We'll give we'll give love to everybody. Uh, somebody texted us. I think it was Trez texted us that he was down in Gulfport for a little Northwest ranking Gulfport baseball action. High school baseball going on now. I mean, this is it. Whether you're uh, playing high school, travel, college, junior college, whatever it might be, it's hard to win. So props to all those teams and programs and coaches and players who have made their way to that level this season. It's uh, truly remarkable. And uh, we wish nothing but the best for all those programs. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little college football and recruiting. Ole Miss has been on the war path. Lane Kiffin has uh, added another talent. We talked about that yesterday. Four-star defensive lineman Cameron Beavers. Just trying to find some recruits. Hey, he's doing a great job. He's finding some recruits. It will be interesting to see how the Lane Kiffin transfer portal balance plays out. Whether Kiffin is going to try to continue to work the portal or if this shift towards high school athletes, which has kind of happened last year and is now even happening more this year, if that's going to be more back to the norm for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. He went... Portal heavy. Portal king is what they called him, right? That's what he called himself. The transfer portal king. Now this year, Auburn, Colorado, Deion Sanders, Hugh Freeze at Auburn. They are the portal kings this season. And what do you notice? It's a new head coach, right? I think that's a trend that you're going to see just like when Kiffin got to Oxford, Mississippi. When you have a new head coach, there is a much greater chance for transfer opportunities, both potentially in and out of the program. It's it's partly why Mississippi State did not pass or did not make the decision to move on from Chris Limonis. I don't think they should have moved on from Chris Limonis, and that's neither here nor there. Zach Selman doesn't call and ask my opinion. But I will say there is no doubt that that transfer portal window is a big factor when you're talking about hiring and firing coaches. So in college football, what's going to be the new norm? I don't think what Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado is the new norm. I don't think that Deion Sanders bringing in 138 kids, it's not that many, but bringing in a class of 40-plus kids, and that is really what it is. I don't think that's the new norm. But Hugh Freeze is taking a heavy transfer portal approach. It's why it's going to be hard to know what these rosters and teams are going to look like early in the year. If you want to beat Auburn, you want to play Auburn early. I mean, that. if you want to beat Auburn, you want to play Auburn early. Because the longer that Auburn and Hugh Freeze have to work and come together under new quarterback Peyton Thorne from Michigan State, the longer they have to play together, the more difficult it is going to be to beat them. I mean, that seems like common sense, but it makes sense. Auburn starts with three pretty easy games. UMass, at Cal, Sanford. And then they play at A&M and Georgia. If you're A&M or Georgia, well, Georgia's kind of, that's not fair. I mean, Georgia's going to shellac everybody, right? But if you're A&M catching 
Auburn early and at your place is a great opportunity for Jimbo Fisher to get a huge win. The longer that transfer portal class plays together, in theory, on paper, they should get better. So if you're Mississippi State and you catch them October 28th, or you're Ole Miss and you catch them October 21st, so back-to-back games, both in Auburn, Alabama, those are going to be a lot more difficult. Now, can they be won? Absolutely. I don't think Auburn is going to be a well-oiled machine by any means. And so this will be a year where if you're Ole Miss or Mississippi State, you would really like to have had Auburn at home because it would have been a much more winnable game. They both play on the road against Auburn. Odds are one team wins and one team loses. I'm not, I don't know who it's going to be, but just statistically speaking, odds are Auburn probably goes one and one against Ole Miss and MSU. I don't think Hugh Freeze and Auburn will be smooth sailing from the There will be a learning curve. That offense is going to take time to gel. But this transfer portal mayhem, you've seen Kiffin. He's, Kiffin has reeled back. Lane is not recruiting the portal to the quite same aggressiveness that he did when he first got to Oxford. He has eight commitments in this class. He has two of the top four kids in the 2024 class out of Mississippi. Kiffin is taking a much more balanced approach to recruiting, and I think you're going to see that pay off. Now, Mississippi State, Mike Leach, Zach Arnett, they've been in that room. They've been much more high school heavy, being specific with the portal ads that they go after. I think that's going to be the model that ends up playing out for success more often than not. Not saying that Zach Arnett and Mike Leach are getting it right. You still got to pick the right kids. There's still a balance there. You're not guaranteed to get it right if you go that way. But I do think that that's the route that will give you the best balance on your roster moving forward. Transfer heavy is going to be hard to maintain year in and year out. Very, very difficult. You're not going to hit a gym on every high school kid. You're not going to hit a gym on every transfer. But if you can balance the two and you can create depth and development on one end and then fill spots each year with the portal, I think you're setting yourself up for success. Last chance to get in Braves tickets, 601-885-3776. If you want to head out to the Embraves this year, or this week, I should say, two tickets, giving away two tickets to the Embraves, 601-885-3776. Coming up next, a little recruiting talk. And then uh, we're going to hear from Bo Wallace, former Ole Miss quarterback at 930. Stay tuned. Tom Luganville at 8.30. Dave Bartu at 9.30. They'll join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Shout out to Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. The caller line, Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. 601-707-3750. That's where you go to get your easy-go golf car. 
made in America for your neighborhood. Um, maybe for your, you, you have some kind of big facility. You got some family land, um, construction site. Uh, you're running a marina. Yeah, all kinds of different things. Easy Go Golf Cars, powered by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. In Madison and the caller line, 601-707-3750. Show is also brought to you by Spring Street Cigars and their brand new location in Meridian. I have been by there. Really, really nice. They had their grand opening last Friday with uh, Aladino Cigars there, which I thought was cool. I didn't make it, but I was I was at Spring Street in Starville during that time. But uh, new location, if you're going through or live in Meridian and you listen to the show, we appreciate it. Spring Street Cigars in Meridian. Beautiful, beautiful cigar shop and lounge. You can, uh, you can smoke a cigar there. Show is also presented by Mudbugs. They're open now through Sunday. Unbelievable crawfish and shrimp, among other things. Mudbugs, 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 crawfish and shrimp. It's National Shrimp Day. Also powered by the Shrimp Po' Boy at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Uh, these numbers that I'm looking at um, on this athletic.com article about who develops players and who does not, I am not surprised that Jimbo Fisher's not good at developing four-star players. I'm just... <laughs> That's not blowing your mind there? No. <laughs> no. Uh, they, A&M over this time... Is this 11 years? It's from 2019, uh, 2009 to 2019 yeah. signing classes. So uh, Jimbo was there half the time. They signed 104 star players at Texas A&M. 13 were drafted. That's pitiful. That's not developing your players. It's not. It's not putting your people in the right position to be successful. It's not getting the most out of them and them growing as freshmen, but more importantly, as sophomores, juniors. Seniors. Um, Nebraska did an awful job during this time. They signed 67 four-star players. Three were drafted. That's insane. That is pathetic. That's insane. It's hard to be that bad. That's next level. It is. I mean, that's like, you know, the Saints from 67 to 88. So, um, Tennessee... The Tennessee Volunteers signed 105 four-star players. Ten were drafted. Mm. That's horrendous. Tennessee's also at the top of the worst ten in five-star uh, development as well. Tennessee, over the same period, signed ten five-stars. Only four were drafted. Uh, that 40% clip puts them fourth worst in the country. Texas Longhorns. Signed 146 four-stars during that time. Because what does Texas do? They always sign great classes. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. They signed 146 four-stars over this 11-year period, right, Blake? Yeah, 09 to 19. 17 were drafted. That's terrible. That's terrible. That You have to try to do that. Yeah. Texas also. Numbered. We're not going to practice. We're not going to go hard in the weight room. We're going to have the softest culture that we can create, and let's go to Sixth Street. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tex- that, 
you have to wake up and try to be that bad. That's that's hard to do. Let me go over that again. They signed 146 four-star players in football. The mighty Texas Longhorns. 17 got drafted. 11.6%. Criminal. They're also worst in their five-star production as well. I saw that. Only four of their 17 five-stars were drafted over the same period. That's, that's pretty terrible. A&M, Sumlin, and Jimbo did an awful job of developing their four-star players. A&M signed 100 four-star players during the 11 seasons we're talking about. 13 were drafted. You know who 13? Was- you can't even... Blake and I could go over there and I could... I, Blake and I could get 22 to 25 players drafted in the NFL out of 104 star players. Yeah. I feel pretty confident about that. Especially out and of that. And that's while, you know, brand. ordering DoorDash. <laughs> and playing PS5. Um, you and probably who- having bourbon tastings late in the afternoon in the football facility. What? So it's interesting someone just asked this. Dexter just asked, isn't LSU and Texas the same high recruiting, underperforming amount of national championships in 20 years? No. No, you're wrong. I'll give you LSU's number. I was about to say, LSU's surprisingly really good. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't surprise me because, one, they've won big, and, two, they have so... You, you hear their, their players' names called all the time yep. in the NFL draft. So here's, here's LSU's from four-star to NFL draft. They're one of the best. LSU had, they signed 142 four-stars from 2009 to 2019. 142 four-stars at LSU. They had 48 drafted. 33%. Pretty dang good. Miami, talking about underachieving on the field. Miami, the U, the Hurricanes that haven't won in 20 years. I know. Well, longer than that. The 0-1 team, right? They haven't won in 20 years. The Miami Hurricanes. They signed 88 four-star players during this time. 31 were drafted. 35%. But they can't win on the field. So they signed good players. And they can't win. Miami's the same way as Texas. They're going to sign phenomenal, phenomenal recruiting classes. They're in a good hotbed. They are in a good hotbed. But that's part of why LSU succeeds, I think. It's so interesting. LSU's one of the worst 10 five-star developers. But then I think about... Then then they start dominating... But it's such a smaller sample size. Well, but here's why I think this is, too. I think this this is the interesting part. I think Louisiana, kind of like Mississippi, has so but but on steroids, has so many kids who aren't rated as high as they probably deserve to be. And LSU gets those kids because when you're in Louisiana, you know about them. Well, but also they they're willing to wait to play at LSU. Okay, you are right about that. Every kid thinks they're going to get an offer. Okay, Dak Prescott or otherwise. Um, it's the same in Mississippi. Blake, except worse as far as some of our overlooked players. Some yeah. of our kids that have been ranked 17th mm-hmm. in, in the state, mm-hmm. 24th, 32nd, that end up being 
unbelievable football yeah. players. There's just more of them in Louisiana. There's that, just more. There's just way, there's now there's forty of those guys. They're they're uh, they're high that high three star spot. They have more. Well, and and you know what they've really done, kind of under the radar a little bit. They are like Nebraska or Wisconsin of old. They just harbor all these players from Louisiana, and they develop and they develop in their system, and all of a sudden they become stars. Yeah. Because they're willing to wait to play at LSU, which is different than most places. What do you think about Ole Miss's five-star numbers? It's not good, Bob. Not good. All right. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. We're also powered by Mosquito Joe. Make outside fun again. Jackson.MosquitoJoe.com. Tom Lugan, Bill, next. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is the SEC Insider Hit, presented by your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go local. Go with a home team. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau insurance agent. We are the Out of Bounds Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. And we welcome in Bo Wallace, three-year starter under Coach Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss, now high school football coach. And Bo joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bo Wallace, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. You guys, um, you know, you guys remind me not to tweet about Ole Miss baseball ever again. Dude, I've been down those rabbit holes before too, my man. And oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't know that was going to kind of – uh, have oh, the legs that it did, right? Oh my gosh, it, it's still running. I mean, I got people tweeting me the a list of JUCO major leaguers, and I'm just like, yo, I didn't. I'm not saying that JUCO's bad or anything. I'm just saying the portal exists now. I mean, it'd be like Lane Kiffin. You know, he's got to retool his quarterback room, and he goes and get and signs three JUCO guys instead of going out and getting Walker Howard and 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 uh, the kid from Oklahoma State. I mean, you know what I mean? Sure. The portal's there. That's all I'm saying. No, I you know, so. I hear you. Spencer Sanders is who Bo is referencing yeah. now. Um, Ole Miss has three uh, legitimate QBs. Hey, I want to start with, with you playing for, for Hugh Freeze first, and then we'll get into some what you just referenced as far as what it could look like for Ole Miss in 2023. Um, and so you were an incredible story. You go to Arkansas State. You go to East Mississippi. And and then you line up and you go to Ole Miss. Um, so tell me, uh, when you go to Ole Miss, how long did it take you to pick up Freeze's offense? Well, I think a lot of me going to Ole Miss was because I kind of had the basics of the offense already down from spending that year at Arkansas State. Um, you know, obviously I was redshirting that year, but still sitting in on the meetings and, and things like that. So I knew, you know, what we called inside zone and, 
kind of knew the philosophy of how it was going to be called and really, um, you know, thought Freeze was going to do well when Ole Miss hired him. I know it wasn't, you know, the most popular hire at the time, but, you know, I kind of see saw saw his approach at Arkansas State and, you know, knew that he kind of turned that program around and felt like he could turn Ole Miss around. And, you know, I always wanted to play in the SEC. So kind of knowing the, the basics of the offense is kind of why I went there. Uh, yeah, and I knew y'all were were together at Arkansas State. Was there any? I mean, did y'all get along there? So it was already a good relationship, or were y'all just kind of there? What What was the relationship like that one year when you were redshirting? Yeah, I think your redshirt year is probably your hardest year. Um, and you know, I got to college at seventeen. I wasn't playing, um, so you know, I didn't really want to be there. Um, so. Uh, probably didn't go to all the classes I should have and things like that. So he held me accountable, which um, in turn, you know, when I was, you know, leaving JUCO, you know, I, you know, I, I, I appreciated that. Um, you know, when I kind of got that year to reflect and kind of saw, you know, have a pretty good opportunity here and, you know, want somebody to hold me accountable. So I, I thought he did a great job of holding me accountable. Um, you know, our relationship um, definitely evolved because, um, you know, as a you're the third-team guy, you're redshirting, you're not getting very many reps in practice. You're kind of cast to the side a little bit. Um, so I think our relationship just kind of evolved from, from you know, when I first got on campus to when I left Ole Miss. And, you know, I'm, I'm still really appreciative of him. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's going to do really well at Auburn. Yeah, I do. I do too. Bo Wallace had a hell of a career at Ole Miss. Joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Um, so, what what is his? Once you become the man, okay, what this thing plays out, you win the job. Who'd you beat out, Bo? I can't remember. Uh, it was Barry Brunetti. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so once you win the job, does the relation and your number, your QB one at Ole Miss, and and Hughes not only the head coach, but let's be honest, he's. He coaches the quarterbacks and calls the plays on offense, so he is heavily, heavily involved with you on a daily basis. Did the relationship change, and how did it change once you became QB1? I think, you know, I was coming from a small town, you know, Pulaski, Tennessee, and you don't really understand – you don't understand the position of being a starting quarterback in the SEC once you kind of just first get the job, so – I think it kind of, kind of took me a minute to, uh, to kind of wrap my head around, man. You know, I'm kind of the face of this program now, and um, you know, I think, like I said, just him holding me accountable, um, you know, really helped me and helped me grow, um, you know, a lot. And you know, I credit him and Coach Warner, and really that whole coaching staff. Um, you know, really a lot of good men on that coaching staff, and you know, really appreciate all of them to from you know. Coach Warner to to Coach Hurd to Coach Harris who's down there at Jackson State now to you know Tom Allen you know, had a good relationship with him so um, just a lot of really good people on that staff that helped me grow individually. What about uh, y'all? How was he in practice? I mean, and and even in games. I mean, were, were there times where he was r- r- willing to rip you and and really get on you and? Uh, coach you hard? Huh? Yeah, I think I think there's times that he comes out to practice and he just, like, picks a day and you can't do anything right that day to kind of throw you in the fire a little bit and, you know, make you feel the heat. Um, I, I think that, 
you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not positive. He hasn't never told me that, but I, I think that there's days that he goes out there and he's like, Hey, this is the day that I'm throwing him in the fire. And, you know, we're going to see what happens because, um, you know, that was days I felt like, you know, I couldn't really do anything right in, in camp and things like that. Um, to where, you know, it kind of prepares you to go on the road in the SEC and, you know, play in those environments and things like that. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's some mind games that he plays with his quarterbacks um, and, and kind of just throws them in the fire and, and sees what happens on some days. What is it specifically that he does with quarterbacks to have so much success everywhere he's gone with QBs? Well, I think – I think offensively, once you once you can really understand defense and what defense is trying to do, there's so many attachments and things like that on his offense. You know, from you know backside rules to frontside rules in the run game, and you know, really, if you if you know what the defense is doing, there's always an out on every play that can make that play successful. So, you know, whether you're playing too high or one high or bringing a blitz, there's always an answer to the offense. And, you know, I, I think as I grew older and could understand defenses more, because I'll be honest with you, my sophomore year, I mean, I was out there just playing ball. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't understand the defenses to the in-depth as I did, you know, towards the end of my career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by, by my senior year, um, you know, I can remember – it just, you know, it, it became pretty easy. You know, I, I don't think my number was as good in your year because our defense was so good. But I think, you know, as far as like total knowledge of what's going on out there, that was the best year I had. Okay, what was your, what was your favorite play or thing to do in the off other than throw touchdowns? Well, I think I think um, you know a good example of 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 what I'm talking about was our bowl game. Uh, when we played Pitt, um, we called – it was a six-play drive, and we called the same play out of the same formation um, every time. But the ball went to four different places. You know, I, I threw a backside hitch, uh, threw a frontside bubble on one, and then handed off on the inside zone and then kept an inside zone. And, I mean, we, we were going at a super fast rate and just calling it back to back to back. And the ball went, a, a, you know, a different spot every time. So I think that kind of gives you insight into – kind of what I'm talking about was, you know, we called the same play all the way down the field and the ball went to a different spot, uh, you know, four out of the six times, which was, you know, the the max, you know, options that I had was four different options. So I think um, – and, and you think about 2012, not a lot of people in the league were doing that. Um, and so I think – That's true. You know, Freeze was, was one of the first people to kind of bring in the spread and the RPOs and, um, you know, the downfield RPOs and things like that. And then – you know, everybody else kind of caught on to it at the end. Um, you know, I know Florida was running the spread with Urban, um, and then you know Malzahn was doing a little bit, but Freezes was just a little different in the in the pass game, and you know the the different attachments on the runs and things. Yeah, Manziel and A and M a little bit, right? You y'all, yeah, yeah. Bo yep. yeah. yeah. Wallace, uh, twelve, thirteen, fourteen starter at Ole Miss, put up insane numbers. Um, top five and and. 14, obviously. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. So, how many times did you go to the line of scrimmage? I mean, did this happen a lot where you would walk up to the line of scrimmage and go, oh, they're toast? Well, I mean, there was just, like I said, so many attachments that, you know, once you, once you, and you would really have to study the defense and, and know what you were getting that week, but 
you know, I remember playing Auburn our senior year and that that uh, in 14 that, you know, it was an elimination game essentially and kind of an offensive shootout that night and just really felt like knowing – I felt like that was the game where probably the most I knew what was happening before it even happened and kind of Alabama, but I think kind of how we beat Bama was we saw – I think they opened up with West Virginia and we saw some motions that gave us, you know, some grass. And, and so we implemented those motions and, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, the stuff that we got from West Virginia, not necessarily the plays, but the motions that gave us grass and gave us, you know, numbers advantages and things like that. You know, that's kind of what we did the whole fourth quarter and was able to kind of move the ball on them uh, pretty easy. So, um, you know, that, that's just, I mean, that just shows, you know, the coaching staff out what a great job of preparation they did. Um, I remember just feeling all week like we had a great game plan. I mean, there was there was some games you go into and, you know, didn't feel as good about the game plan as as that. That, that was probably the best I had ever felt about going into a game. Felt like everybody was really on the same page. Bo Wallace on the Out of Bounds show. Okay, talk to me about what he did with you as far as mechanics, throwing motion tweak change how how yeah extensive he he's not he's not as much of a mechanics guy as coach warner was um and coach warner kind of builds you from the feet up i think his philosophy is kind of you know if you made it to the sec with your arm talent then you know let's build you up from your feet and your timing and, and things from that perspective freeze is more of a bigger picture guy um as far as scheme and things like that um, Dan was really the one to kind of hone in on the mechanics, um, and he did a really good job with that. I mean, you can see the quarterbacks he coached and how he kind of developed guys. I mean, Ken Dorsey and Chad and all those guys. Um, I mean, he did a – I'm really appreciative of Coach Warner. Um, now, my junior college coach, A.J. Milwee, he's the quarterback coach at Texas now. He was really the one to kind of change the way I threw the ball because Coming out of high school, I think one of the knocks on me was I just had a longer release, um, and, and Coach Milwee was really the one to kind of change my arm slots and things like that. Um, but Coach Warner kind of foundationally the base and things like that, the footwork um, and, and timing. But Freeze, he's more of a bigger picture guy, and, and then Dan kind of focuses in on the on the individual work. So during your run, you had a, you know, you had several really talented skill players around you. Moncrief, Treadwell, Ingram, among others. Um, Who was the most talented that you played with? Well, Evan Evan was just such a mismatch. I mean, he was a nightmare um, for what he did. Um, So it's it's hard to say just because those guys were all so good. You know, I – one of the best pieces of advice that Coach Warner probably gave me was if it's one-on-one, you throw it to Quan, you know, because he's, he's such a big body. He was going to protect me as far as, you know, turning the football over. So I really trusted in one-on-one situations. You know, if you watch that Bama game, you know, we're in the run game and they're kind of pressing. And anytime they rolled one high, I was, you know, I was throwing it up to Quan and just putting it in the air and he was making plays. Um, and then Dante, Dante was – Dante was special in the fact of how athletic he was, his burst, um, and then being such a big body. Um, I mean, there's so many guys. Um, I mean, Laramie. Laramie gave up one sack the whole time I was there, and it's because somebody ran the wrong route, and I just had to to hold it. 
Um, and so really he gave up no sacks, you know, the two years we played together. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he is what he is, you know, he's the top paid tackle in the league right now. Sure. So, um, you know, definitely felt comfortable with him. So played with a lot of good ones. Um, so I can, I mean, I can go on and on all day about those guys. Bo Wallace on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, okay, so you played, you not only played, but you were really good in Freeze's offense. Now you've been able to see what Kiffin has been doing with Corral and Dart. Uh, talk about the difference or similarities in the offense that they run. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't just sat down and really studied Kiffin stuff. Um, I mean, I've I've watched you know a couple of game clips and things like that, but um, seems like he just he, he finds mismatches. Um, you know, really uses the running backs in the uh, in the pass game, and um, I think you see a different offense kind of every year. You know, it's it's not really the same, not the same. It's kind of the same concepts, but. You know, he's going to play to his players. You know, you kind of saw last year, ran the ball with Judkins and, and Evans more. Um, thought he developed Jackson Dart really well. Um, I, You know, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Um, I think all those, all three of those guys, if you watch the spring game, you know, the Howard kid might throw it better than any of them. And then, you know, that the athleticism of Spencer Sanders. So, I mean – I'm I'm really looking forward to how he utilizes all you know all three of those guys or you know if if you know Howard kind of watches this year how he uses those other two guys because you know I think with the athleticism of of Sanders it's going to be hard to just keep him off the field you mm-hmm. know I know we had packages with Barry to use his athleticism and you know I I kind of expect to see the same things but um, I thought Dart I think he's just developed so well and Kiffin does such a good job of developing quarterbacks you saw with Matt. You know, the things he was able to do, I mean, he was phenomenal there. Um, so, I mean, just, just, I mean, the guy can develop quarterbacks, and I think offensively he just fits everything around what he has. And, you know, that's kind of – you don't see that as much in college. You kind of see it in high school because you can't go recruit talent to your offense. You kind of just got to figure out what your pieces are, and I think he does a great job of, of doing that, kind of accumulating the best talent and then kind of seeing what his yeah. pieces are and then building around it. Yeah. Do you wish – I bet you wish NIL was around when you were playing. Oh, my – yeah, that hurts me every day. That <laughs> hurts me every day. I mean, with the numbers, you especially after, you know, 2012, you, like you said, you figured it out, and then yeah. coming back for 13 and, and 14, and you see what the quarterbacks – good quarterbacks, which you were, are, are making, did, does it just make you kind of shake your head? Well, yeah, and I think, you know, NIL would have been something perfect for a guy like me who played college but didn't get a chance to make money in the league, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it would have, would have helped the start of my life out. You know, it, it would have been – that's kind of what NIL is really supposed to be, you know. Um, obviously, guys, guys move on and start making, a, you know, good money in the league, but – you know, I would have been the perfect guy for that because, you know, I've kind of battled my way through college with injuries and things like that. And I'm not saying I would have been in the league if I hadn't I hadn't or had got hurt or whatever. Um, but it would have been it would have been a great start to my life, um, being able to kind of make that money sure. kind of reap the rewards of, you know, my successes of college, which I wasn't really allowed to do. Uh, okay, I think you were an I think you're an underrated runner. How how beat up were you? Uh, pick yeah. a year or all. I mean, by about game 
four or five because you would tuck it and sometimes you could rip off you know 15 plus yard runs but you're getting hit all the time um yeah talk about the the physicality component because you were asked to run it and and be a heck of a a passer how beat up were you at certain times especially by about mid-season so I remember my junior year, um, you know, that was after my surgery. So I couldn't really lift in the off season. And I can remember being in the bowl game and, you know, if they threw a, if it was a, you know, an alert route on the outside where, you know, I could take the yes, no on the vertical. I mean, I wouldn't even look at it just because I couldn't throw the ball 35, 40 yards just because my body was so beat down um, that junior season. And then, you know, my senior year, I was able to get in the weight room and, you know, I could think I gained 20 pounds and, had a really good off season, but I can remember my junior year playing, you know, getting ready for that bowl game, that Music City Bowl. Um, I mean, my body was done. You know, I I couldn't. I mean, if we had three more games, like if it was an NFL season, I I wouldn't have been able to finish the season just because. I mean, I was I was that beat up. Dang, Bo Wallace on the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five down the zone, ESPN. Do you still um, communicate with Coach Freeze every now and then? Yeah, I talked to him right after he took the Auburn job. Um, so every now and then um, we'll communicate. Um, you know, I, we're not talking every day or anything like that. But every every couple months, you know, either I hear from him or I'll reach out to him. And, um, you know, we've, we've, we've still got a good relationship. Now, I, I probably talked to Coach Warner more than anybody um, just because he was that guy that was in there daily with me and uh, – you know, he's kind of retired now and kind of doing his own thing, golfing all the time. So um, just there's more time for us to, to interact. But, um, yeah, I definitely stay in touch with him. Do you play golf? Uh, poorly. Very <laughs> poorly. Um, you think Kiffin – I'm sorry. Do you think Freeze will run the same stuff at Auburn? At Auburn? You know, I, I, I that's what's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure there's going to be elements of his offense in it, but I think he's kind of giving it to, to Montgomery. Um, you know, they had a great offense at Tulsa last year, um, you know, put up a bunch of yards. So I think um, you'll, you'll still see, you'll still see a lot of his stuff, but I think he more than ever is kind of handed it over. Um, but obviously um, you, you'll see his influence in it. I'm sure. Even though you talked about how there were days you couldn't do anything right with Hugh Freeze, uh, it's obvious the overwhelming majority, it's not going to be every player, really like him and connect with him. Why do you think that is, Bo? Uh, I mean, he is a personable – I mean, he he develops the whole player. You know, it's not just the the -the on-the-field development. You know, he's making sure that – He's doing everything he can to develop you off the field. And I think, you know, as you get older, you kind of start appreciating that. You know, maybe when you first get there, you know, it's kind of, man, he's he's on me. You know, he's on me all the time. Or, But I think as you get older, you, you kind of start appreciating um, him kind of, you know, playing into your life and trying to be, you know, be somebody that, that's there for you. So I think people think it's, or can see it's genuine. And, um you know, I think um, you know he's developed a lot of a lot of really good people by, you know, trying to develop the whole person instead of just the ball player. You excited about your new job at USJ? I am. I am. I thought it was a great fit. Um, you know, we're super young. Um, they graduated 
think they graduated 17 guys that saw a lot of action last year. So we're going to be super young, but um, the group that's about to be freshmen, I feel like it's a really special group. They've been playing together for a long time. Um, got a really good quarterback in that group that, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to get to develop. Um, so, you know, I can see myself being here for a long time. And that was really the thing of getting out of JUCO is kind of start playing roots somewhere. And sure. uh, luckily, you know, I, I got an opportunity here. And, you know, it's a great school. You know, I was talking to one of the kids, and they start learning foreign languages in, like, the first grade here. So, I mean, it's 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 somewhere, like, you want to raise a family and things like that. So, um, you know, I'm lucky to be here. And, um, you know, the new head coach came from Hensworth, and, you know, they're a great program up in Nashville. So I uh, feel like we're we're trending towards the right direction. And, you know, we got spring practice today, so I'm excited to get on the grass with them. There you go. Bo Wallace, heck of a career at Ole Miss. Now offensive coordinator at USJ in Jackson, Tennessee, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Bo, congratulations. Thanks so much for the time today. We'll have to do it again soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Bo Wallace, 12, 13, 14, Ole Miss starter, part of that crew that uh, turned the program around. That uh, interview was brought to you by Kona Big Wave Golden Ale. Try one this week. Kona Big Wave Golden Ale made in Hawaii. Liquid Aloha. Charlie Winfield at 930. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.